0: You are living in a chaotic period, and this is a space where creativity and social constructs collide, and the culture embraces it. I welcome you all to the Chaos Zone. This is Chaotic Culture with Ked the Pro. Proceed with caution. Caution. Good morning. It's been quite the interesting week, but if this is your first time joining us, I want you to know that this podcast is a fairly interesting podcast to say the least. So, for the first time here, I thank you for tuning in. Um, welcome to Chaotic Culture. Uh, of course, my name is Ked the Pro. Um, I'm gonna be the, of course, my host, and I got my co-host back with me, my boy Law. Yeah, what's good, bro? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> we we back in it. So you know, episode three, I kind of did a solo episode for myself, just to, you know, kind of vent my frustrations on, you know, what was going on in our community, as well as some things about myself. But you know, now we know me and Law are back in the building, so we just wanted to go ahead and get this uh, rolling. So for those who have been listening for the last couple of episodes. I thank you for your continued support, and I hope that we touch on some subjects that are going to be relatable to you, as well as some things that just make you feel good. And hopefully, you know, if you got any feedback, just feel free to message us. You know how to reach me, uh, Ked the Pro, that's K three D the Pro on Instagram, as well as Chaotic Culture Pod. Uh, I'll let Law plug his Instagram in if he wants, you know, some feedback or anything like that. I ain't gonna hold you. I don't
1: got that remembered off my top of my head, <laughs> so I'm gonna just leave it there. Uh, you can. Look it up, Lawrence uh, Suggs. You feel me? That's me. All
0: right, I, I'll, I'll probably plug him in a little bit later. So, with that, uh, just a, a couple questions, man. So uh, again, it's been a couple of weeks since we last recorded, so I just wanted to, you know, get a daily checkup on and you know see how things have been going for you, man. Uh,
1: it's been kind of kind of crazy, bro. I ain't gonna hold you, but uh, I've been good. You feel me? I made it to. Two weeks later, type. I ain't gonna complain. You feel me? I will say that uh, mental health is a great thing to to check into mm-hmm. and making sure that this is squared away. So uh, if you feel that you need an outlet, or you feel that you need someone to talk to, if confiding in your your friends and family isn't enough. I will say definitely seek out a a second or third party outlet to talk about what it is that you're feeling or dealing with because it's too much that
0: we're dealing with nowadays. I agree wholeheartedly man. Um since episode three for me, it's it's I'm right there with you to be honest with you. Um uh, I always recommend, like if you need to see a therapist, if you need to talk to a pastor. Or anybody who is, whose profession is within mental health, definitely take advantage of that, because honestly, man, sometimes we just need that breakthrough, and we need other people to supply that breakthrough for us, or at least help us get to that point. You know, we can only do but so much on our own, so that's that's all that it comes down to. You know, but we made it through. We made it through another week. We've seen what our community is going through right now. We see the different effects that it's having on us as a people, especially black people. So, you know, you've heard the commentary throughout uh, these last three episodes. So, you know, if you want to hear our opinions on that, you can definitely check out the uh, the other episodes. But we're definitely going to, you know, delge and, and divulge a little bit into that t- as well today. But today is a different episode. Hello. Because we have guests. <laughs> no. So, it is. so um, a little background for these two young ladies that are actually here with us today, uh, from at least from my perspective. So, I have met them, um, of course, when they were on uh, the campus of Hampton University. At that point, I met Nasa, I think, probably uh, a year after I graduated, and then I met Ari the very next year. So, Getting to know these uh, these two women uh, They have voices Hello They have voices Say it I again and, and, and <laughs> it, it, when, when you hear Them saying trust me it's one of those things Where you're just like your mind is blown I, I promise you and, and I'm gassing them up all the way because they absolutely Deserve it so um, With that being said uh, I have to introduce uh, My friends here I have Ari and Nasa Hi
2: Hi, guys. <laughs> Peace and love. Yes, GVGVO,
0: good vibes, good vibes only. Good vibes, good vibes only. Yes. Good vibes, good <laughs> vibes only. yes. So uh, I, I kind of tell my perspective a little bit, you know, just how I met you guys. Um, So just give a little background about, you know, who you are and, you know, what you're interested in and things like that. You know, it, it doesn't have to be a minute. It can be 30 seconds. It can be five minutes, whatever you want to talk about.
2: Okay. Well, my name is Chinasa, but everybody calls me Nasa. And if y'all, anybody who's hearing me right now, follow me on Instagram at underscore call me Nasa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I went to Hampton. Obviously, I know KJ and uh, this beautiful lady next to me, Ari. And of course, Law. Um, You know, I'm just at this point, honestly, right now, I'm just kind of just like going with the flow and just enjoying life at the moment. So. Word. You know. Just kind of keeping my feet steady and just, just taking it day hey, by day. We don't blame you. We don't that's blame just like you. Just taking it day by day. That's really
0: all yeah. awesome. yeah. <laughs> can hey, And I don't fault you for taking it day by day because, I mean, honestly, that's sometimes that's the way that we have to roll, you know, one right. step at a time, one day at a time, yeah. you know uh Ari
3: um hey y'all my name is Ari Lachelle you can follow me on Instagram at a-r-i-l-a-s-h-e-l-l I am from Detroit but I represent both Detroit and Atlanta because that's where I'm currently living um it's been a pleasure knowing each and every one of these amazing people I'm sitting by oh my gosh y'all have all just had such positive energy whenever it's you know been in an encounter it's always been so fun. Um, a little bit about me. I'm a Neo soul singer. I stand by peace love happiness and music. I love all things afrocentric, eccentric, afro. and um yeah i'm just i love soul i love speaking about emotions and vulnerability and all that
2: yeah i probably should have mentioned yes i'm also a singer myself (laughs) i'm also a singer myself no i'm an r&b singer and i love r&b to the core of me it is the root of what Mm -hmm. i stand on good vibes good vibes only i feel like that is if you hadn't
1: go. gone out and listened, you feel me? Please, GV, GVO on.
2: It's on um all music platforms, so please check that out. It's Fire, and again, my my IG is underscore call me NASA call me NASA. So,
0: word we word, word. I appreciate the introduction, ladies. Um, so I just a, a quick question here because you both are singers as we've mentioned before and has you've mentioned before so i kind of wanted to know like what influenced you to start singing
3: well for me i started singing when i was like three i was with my you so oh that's crazy hey. that's so crazy so i started singing with my auntie leah shout out to her i love you um Yeah, I started singing just different songs. I was singing Bob Marley. I was singing Mary J. Blige. She has the most versatile music taste I have ever encountered. And Mm. I just aspire to get at least five percent as diverse as her like she goes deep and oh, wow. so i was just singing so many different things and they started putting me in talent shows in elementary school and mu- middle school i joined the band i just i wasn't really like i love singing but i always wanted to play an instrument so i did clarinet and then i went to a performing arts I, arts high school and i was a vocal major and that's when i really started to like fall in love
1: with singing
3: okay yeah
1: but you I take was to my heart, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shout out clarinet. Teams, yes, you feel me? Um, oh, first, just a disclaimer. You feel me? We may curse. You feel me? Like
0: it's man. gonna happen, you guys. We we try our best to c- c- curtail the heavier curse words, but you, you guys know what the deal is. For those who've listened before, you you know how we get down. Hello, laws. so. <laughs> NASA.
2: Um. Yes, I've also been singing <laughs> since I was three years old. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Um. But mine didn't really start off. Mine. I started in the church, and it mm-hmm. really wasn't just a. I wasn't singing gospel. I think what grasped me to actually start singing was uh, there was a guest that had came to our church and. She was a um, a foreign singer. She didn't speak much English, but when she opened her mouth, it caught my attention. Mm. So that's when I was just like, yep, that's exactly what I wanted to do. Um, and like the person who was singing, she was singing opera. So it was mm. kind of like a, 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 I don't know. It's kind of like a transition, I guess, that has mm-hmm. happened today. Because, you know, being a performance major, that's basically what we had to do was be classically trained. So, right. um, you know... Uh, I would always listen to like a lot of like R and B groups like SWV, Josie, mm-hmm. You know, you know older groups like Earth, Wind and Fire, and so I was always a uh, um, attached myself to to that realm.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I will say I did stop singing for a little bit. I I don't know what I just, just kind of just stopped. Mm. I kind of just stopped for a little bit. What's it?
1: What brought you to stop that?
2: I thought. Um, at a point, I just felt like I there was really nothing for me to sing about, because you know, you know, singing there's a, there's a certain joy that you have when you sing, mm-hmm. and there's a certain um, a feeling that you get when you sing, and I just didn't get that. It was just like I felt like you know I was constantly in the choir at church, and I was you know doing my thing, but it was just like everything that was transitioning. It just mm-hmm. I didn't feel like. Maybe I, this is not what I. Yes. Maybe this is not what I should be doing. You
1: know. I can feel that to a degree. You feel me, like, you know, you live your life, and then you feel that. Uh, I guess how you would call it a disconnect.
2: It was a, between that was definitely a disconnect, uh,
1: yeah. everyday life and church life. Yeah,
2: it was, and
1: there's nothing wrong with that, but at the same time, you want to be able to bridge the gap so that you understand where it is that you are in your everyday walk of life.
3: Yeah. I agree with you 100% on the just feeling like you don't want to be able to sing. Uh, I think that like as an artist you kind of we all kind of go through that same thing and I think honestly every person goes through that you know whether it's something that you're passionate about you do it so much and sometimes you like even this can't save me from like my emotions at the time oh. we were talking about mental health earlier yeah. it's, it, it's yes. real it's, it's, it's really true. real <laughs> it's, and it, it, it gets to the point even when the stuff that you're most passionate about you lose sight of because of how heavy everything can get so I know personally personally like y'all seeing a therapist is great okay Mm -hmm. like especially when you get somebody tailored to what Mm -hmm. you're looking for like for me um i went to the BetterHelp website and they gave me the opportunity to meet with somebody a black woman Mm -hmm. and then i wanted to meet with a black woman who really knew about like you know the family you know family environments and the structure and stuff like that and yo she got me together real quick okay Okay. all right it was honestly one of the best experiences I've ever had. I saw I'm sorry. We just kind of transitioned into oh, mental no, health. No, life. no, 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 no. That's, no, that's, that's great
2: because it's like you do need to have those certain outlets to kind of get you back on yeah. track to where mm-hmm. cuz I know for a fact like this is not this is not it wasn't the first uh me stop being music wasn't the first time. Mm-hmm. Like I I you know granted during college and during school, yeah, I was singing but I had was no just, choice. I had no choice because yeah. I, I had no choice. But like mentally, I was just like checked out. Yeah. I checked out. Like I didn't even want to. Like I don't want to do this. Like I'm debating whether or not if this is my career field, if this is the appropriate career field, or mm-hmm. it's like, all right, God, what do you, what are you, what are you trying to show me? Like yeah. what, are you, what are you trying to tell me or something like that? But I feel like as an artist, and let alone as a musician, I feel like sometimes you do have to take a step back yep. because you don't want to overwhelm yourself. With just constant constant music, constant doing this, because you're not centering yourself
0: if you don't. Can we talk about self-doubt? Self-doubt yourself. That's what I
2: was
0: with me. and I have to relate this going into self-doubt because y'all I don't know if y'all know, but I mean I'm a theater kid. So it was like for me, you know, it was all theater, theater, theater from the time I was six up until the time I got to college. And then it was like, all right, let me take a step back a little bit because, you know, I was a five-year MBA major. So I, I stayed out of the theater for uh, about a year and a half or so. And then I got slowly back into it because it, it was just so consistent from elementary to high school. I was like, yo, I need to, like, take a break a little bit because I love doing this. But right now my my, my mind is not in and I'm just getting into college. I'm trying to figure shit out. So let me stop myself. You have myself. to realize
2: that life also happens. Yeah. Hello,
0: come on. Say it again. Yes. Life also (laughs)
2: happens, so it's just like as much as you want to like pursue, you know, you want to do this thing that you love, it's gonna have to take a, it's gonna have to take Mm. a back seat so that you can get your shit together. Exactly. (laughs) Get your shit together. Okay. And then when everything is in order and everything is in line, then you can come back to it. It's not like I'm not saying that you're you're pushing it to the side and you're just not gonna come back to it. It's just all right. Let me get myself together so that. When I do come back to it, I'm coming back in it full force. Yeah.
3: I like to think that everything that happens is intentional. Mm Absolutely. I think that sometimes we think that everything is happening against us and not for us. And I think that when you have that mentality, you kind of you you weaken what God is motivating you to be stronger by, you know, I think that like when we're, we have all of these downfalls, all of these hardships, we're just kind of in the moment, but we kind of have to recognize that like, it's not always going to be a good, it's not always going to be a good day, you right? Know? Mm-hmm. and that's okay, but you take what you did not like about that day. I'm sorry, I slapped when I was talking. But <laughs> you take what you didn't like about that day, you take all of those lessons and you use them so that you're able to help mold yourself into having those better days into feeling better you know it's just taking all the negatives and turning it into positive energy Mm because energy doesn't die so it's like when you have all that negativity coming your way you can easily cleanse it by reversing the actions that have reciprocated itself Mm -hmm. towards you you know Mm
1: -hmm. i just gotta say like i feel that 110 percent for the fact that like at the end of the day like you control whether you are going to be happy or sad in a day Um, and when it comes down to it you feel me those that you interact with can either boost that or they can push it in the opposite direction and contribute to portraying or or making that that feeling amplified tenfold Um, I just want to say like that in itself is something that I feel like not too many people truly understand. Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, I will say like, it also like piggybacking on what Law said. It's just like, you got to surround yourself with good energy. Yep. That's just like, I think that's, pretty explanatory like G-B-
0: whether that's people G-B-O. period <laughs>
3: you have whether to that's eat. places, whether that's edges whether <laughs> that's <laughs> okay,
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> look, be don't around. be
3: stressing them edges out you know, okay. you're like okay. oh my goodness oh my God. God. Look, that ain't for you <laughs> yeah. No, nah, but you
0: just reminded me I need to retwist I'm hey you
1: bro yeah. hey. look my look my loctician down, bro. She broke her ankle tight. <laughs> oh, so no. Like, look, I'm out here looking like the struggle bus right now. <laughs> but just, it's okay because you feel me? I'm wishing her fast healing and we're going to make make it do what it do. You feel me? Yeah.
0: Go ahead, Nasa.
2: No, I just feel like, you know, what I've learned, especially with just like within these past weeks and especially within this last month, like you really do got to surround yourself with good energy Mm -hmm. because it's it's really it's kind of strenuous on how bad energy can affect your mood just like that. You know what I'm saying? So um, you know, and mostly your happiness starts with you. So it's not, it's not anybody else's responsibility for that. But it has to start with you. And that, you know placing boundaries on where your happiness, where where people can, where people can go with within that realm of your energy. Like key.
3: Boundaries. Boundaries. I've learned that's
2: a that's a really big thing for me. Like that has been the biggest lesson as far as just within these couple months is boundaries and creating a safe boundary for yourself so that you know so so that people don't you don't get hurt. You don't get hurt. You don't get hurt, hurt, but
1: also knowing like who is going to be for you.
2: And who's going to be against you. But yeah.
1: not even against you. Because at the end of the day, if you are moving forward with the aspect that people are for you, the people who are against you are not going to matter. Right. Yeah, this is true. You know what I'm saying? So I really say that to say, like, make your environment work for you. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's something that I have to deal with on a consistent basis considering that I work in retail and I rent cars so knowing that I have to set my boundaries and not let you know people with negative emotions come in and and, you know ruin my day just because they're having a bad day you know but even if they do come into your surrounding knowing how to
1: discern said energy and then portray it so that you know that it doesn't affect you exactly
3: can I tell you how interacting with negative energy and flipping it really works in your favor?
1: Best feeling and ever. Yes. So, okay.
3: yes. I like yes. re- Listen, I'm a server at Olive Garden and I remember one day this uh this Group of ladies came in, and it was one of the ladies' birthday, but they just all had this poor ass attitudes, right? Come on now, and it's and a so birthday. It's a birthday, like you see, people are just rude and unhappy and miserable at their own birthdays, y'all. Mm. So literally, mm-hmm. she's so upset and. I'm like, oh, it's your birthday, right? Because even after they've cussed me out for not giving them ranch or you know, yelled at me and made smart remo- remarks about everything that I was doing, I brought out a birthday cake for her and I started singing operatically. And when I tell you, it was like the energy in the room literally moved to where it was nothing negative in there whatsoever. Like everybody was light, everybody was happy. And it was like, you also... In those situations where you feel as if you're uncomfortable, you feel as if, you know, this is just so negative. I mean, you be that light in the room mm-hmm. and you erase all of that negativity around you. It only takes one person to come in with a different mindset, a different mentality, a different energy. And it it could change and shift the whole room, you know?
1: Firm believer and be the change that you want to see, girl. Purosity.
2: <laughs> <laughs> mom always told me always to be a, always be a light to somebody you yep. never know what somebody's going through
4: oh uh, and
2: like you never know what like the slightest thing like the slightest positive um energy might change like, it will change somebody's day like yeah you never know the yep. main light is to be you yeah yep.
0: I, honestly that's actually something my dad taught me um my mom might have said it like you know a few times but like it really stuck with my dad said so he says Be a blessing to somebody.
4: Yeah.
0: You know, go about your life. Don't just go about your life, you know, think worrying about the negative or you know how you're feeling and whatnot. Mm -hmm. If you know that there's somebody close to you that needs that light and you can provide it, do it, you know. But also, you know, protect yourself from anything that might happen to dampen your light. You know, just focus on you. Focus on the gifts that God has given you and go about and make change.
3: Yes. Ooh, can I say something? Oh my gosh. Okay. My aunt gave me something that I live by to this day. And she told me this a long time ago and I hardly remember quotes. So for me to remember, this is a big deal. Okay. Uh She told me, she was like, if you're going to be your biggest critic, you need to be your biggest supporter. Yep. Basic layman. So I have a bad time of like putting myself down, being overly critical of myself, you know? And so in those moments when you're looking for everybody else to give you the validation, sometimes it doesn't even matter if you don't validate it within yourself. So I'm sitting here and I'm like, dang, Ariana, this sucks. And everybody around me was like, it's great. And I was like, okay, I guess a little part right here sound kind of good, you know? And then I just kind of boosted it into just, "Girls, like stop being so hard on yourself. So if there's nobody around you who can really (laughs) like, you know, be you know,
2: even when I feel like, even when you're like mad critical, yes, yeah. I'm that bitch. Don't, don't. Oh, I'm period. So, like, I'm gonna take
1: you back off of what Ari and Usher was saying. Yes. you feel me? Like, I decided to go down the road of making my own music.
4: Hmm.
1: Not for the fact of I'm trying to profit from it, but for self healing. And I made a track, and I was just like. I don't rock with it at all. Like, (laughs) like, 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 I'm I'm in the the band of Boo, this shit sucks. But then I just had to, like, really sit back and think, like, yo, you did this shit so that you could heal. You did this so that, you know, you can take whatever weight that is weighing on your heart off so that when it comes to moving forward, you can like you know keep running with it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. And so like when you say that, like you feel me, be your biggest critic, but also be your biggest support. Because at the end of the day, you are all you got.
2: Gonna and if like you're you.
1: not one with yourself, you lost. Ain't
2: nobody going. And
1: like with you. I'm not trying to be lost out here in the midst of chaos, mm-hmm. every pun intended. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I want to know that at the end of the day, if it really dives
0: down into myself, I'm going to be okay. Absolutely. Um, That just goes into what I was saying last week. You can't please everybody. Mm-mm. Work on pleasing yourself. It's another reason why I even started this platform to start, because this is a way of you know expressing myself expressing my voice but also letting other people express themselves and letting their voice be heard as well because hearing that positivity coming from other people as well as myself is ultimately what gives me the the most satisfying f- fulfillment that I think I will ever have like just being able to hear different stories and being able to hear different viewpoints but just also being able to express myself that's ultimately why I you know started this because I feel good you know, I'm surrounded by good, positive energy. You know, I'm good people. So ultimately, as y'all have said, good vibes, good vibes only.
4: Go listen to it. (laughs)
0: it. (laughs) All right. So um, before we continue, guys, I'm just going to take a a quick break here. Um, We're going to transition kind of into the next portion of this podcast episode. So um, stick around. We will be right back. All right, y'all, we're back. I hope that you have enjoyed the first segment that we talked about. Um, we're going to continue our conversation here, but it's definitely going to get more into again the music of our times but we talked about hip-hop the first couple of uh episodes that we did so now of course i have two singers here so naturally the conversation is going to go to the state of rmb um in the background of course you're going to hear the RB playlist play through as we discuss so um just bear with us and keep us in mind you know we we this is music that we love and enjoy so We talked a little bit more about like influences and as far as like artists that have influenced us. Um, So as far as I guess that falls within the R&B and the Neo Soul category. um, All right, I'm going to start with you. Who has influenced you the most throughout your, you know, burgeoning, burgeoning career right now?
3: Hmm. I'm gonna give you like 10 15 artists. Okay,
0: I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm gonna give you like five. Um, I was ready, I was ready. <laughs>
3: I, I mean, look, I might add a few in there. So, okay. a lot of people I listen to really heavy. I listen to, of course, Joe Scott, of Erica Badu. I uh-huh. listen to Moonchild. Okay, I listen to um, I listen to Selena Quintanera. Like, I listen to Latin influencers. I listen to Ella Fitzgerald, Duke Ellington. Um... I listen to i'm sorry this song's again in my feelings i also listen to um tweet
0: okay well. yes tweet tweet
3: mm-hmm. and Chris and Michelle. let us see all of them
0: yeah hey I, I feel that i feel that wait layla hathaway oh layla hathaway That's a go- somebody go- yes the, the, the queen
2: god. the God.
0: yes oh my god okay
3: yeah layla hathaway sorry hey Man, no, no, no that
0: that is perfectly fine cool. i'm glad you named her Say it's hard to find somebody who can sing two chords at the same damn time. Oof. Same time. Mm. Oof, okay. You're talking
1: about the artist that did Snarky Puppy, right? Yeah. Yes.
3: Yes. I can't even do it. Layla yeah. has to lay it
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: This is easy. Okay.
4: So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like
3: what? Yeah,
1: the first
0: time I heard her do that, I was like, whoa. <laughs> What
1: is going, going on? With you. I listened to that at She's least.
0: Not Ten times. Like I've listened it at least Like I
1: actually Googled like what was the percentage of people who could actually 1%. She's a
0: one percent. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Literally, <laughs> it's like two people
3: on
0: earth from do DA. Right. Uh <it's> NASA. So. <laughs> um
2: I listened to S.W.V. Of course. Of course. I'm I'm a huge fan of SWV. Like I grew up listening to them. Um In Vogue, Mm -hmm. I would listen to um Of course, uh I'm a big fan of Jodeci. So mm -hmm. I definitely listen to them. Um Mary J. Blige. Um Okay. Faith Evans. Um, those who I are definitely some people I, I, I definitely admire. Um, also, as well as Ella Fitzgerald, and we're gonna get down to like jazz, and, mm-hmm. you know, Ella. I love her, especially her rendition of Summertime with Louis Armstrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 it.
0: Wow, some of these artists that y'all have named, of course, are artists that I listened to when I was growing up. Um, being a, again, being a '90s kid, but having an, uh, an '80s brother, and then parents who were born in the '50s, you get a little bit of everything. So, um, of course, when talking about natural R&B, you know, because I also I sing, but I mean, I was a choir dude. Um, for those who did not know, but um, when it came to like R&B artists, we're talking like uh, as you said, uh. For some reason, Ella Fitzgerald, like especially when I got in high school, like that's all I was listening to, especially when I got in the jazz band. Like it, it was like Ella and Dizzy. Um, I'm trying to think of some other artists, of course. I listened heavily to Louis Armstrong when I was in jazz band, but also, of course, got to throw in the R&B roots as well. Um, a lot of a lot of new addition, a lot of Jodice, a lot of yes. Boys to Men. Um,
2: Condition, yes, I'm Men, men Condition, yeah. yes.
0: I, absolutely. Um though that was actually one of my favorite groups just because there was still live instrumentation and me being an instrumentalist, it was like, oh was, <laughs>
2: for some reason it was just like the artist that had the live instrumentation. It was just something different about it. Like mm-hmm. I understand like you can do like a whole bunch of stuff like on a little, you know, beatboard. Yeah. But like the live instruments and everything coming together and it just sounded cohesive. It is just <laughs> It's yes. just it's just beautiful. Like one of my favorite songs by SWV is "Fine Time,"
4: mm-hmm. and
2: it's just the it's just the intro. Like I I sampled that for um, versus Tony on my um, EP on my GVG GVO mm-hmm. EP, and it was just the the beginning instrumentation that just shook me. I was just like, and it just grad it just was gradual and it just got louder and it was just beautiful. I was just like, <laughs>
0: word 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 word. So. I, I say all of that to say because, you know, talking about certain influences that have, you know, uh, influenced you all as singers, um, are there any, like, current projects that you guys are working on right now?
2: No, you go ahead.
3: Um, for me, I do have a few projects that's I am working on. Um, I have two songs that I'm working on with my good friend Uptown Walker. We don't know when the song's coming out, y'all, but they're going to come out before the end of summer, okay? They're going to be good. Um, I have my Summer Love Music video dropping next Friday. I have my... um I have, like, a slight EP coming out, but it's going to be, like, at the beginning of August. Nobody knows about it because it's real, like, low-key. Okay. <laughs> it's definitely coming out, guys. I swear. I'm just going to pop up with it, too. I'm going to be on some Beyonce stuff, even though I'm not Beyonce. Because, yeah. She likes
2: to pop up and disappear. And I love
0: it. Uh, yeah. Mm. I
2: love She's it. She's like, here you go. <laughs> See you, go. you later. Um, so- <laughs> there you go.
0: Pop in and out at your leisure. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to get to in okay. my career.
2: <laughs> okay. Just pop in and out and be like be about my dad. Okay. Yep. Um, I got a couple projects coming out. Um, I have an album that's coming out. I'm not sure when it's, you know, supposed to come out. It's supposed to come out in supposed to be out in July, mm-hmm. but it may possibly be in August that it'll drop. And then I have a collab project that I'm doing with my engineer, um, Zay Blaze. Okay. So, we're doing a collab project together. Um, And, you know, I'm just trying to get things in order as far as like videos because I don't have any visuals at the moment. So, -hmm. um, I'm trying to be, you know, strategic as far as who's going to videotape mine or shoot the video. so.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Other
2: than that, but got some things going on. I don't know as far as when me and Zay are going to drop our project, but hopefully it'll be before you
0: know, 2020 ends. <laughs> uh, I, I, hey, hey, take your time. You know, we were having this discussion before, you know, don't, don't, you have, you don't have to put a time step on anything. Please don't, you know, take your time with it. You know, and be sure that it's right and that it's to your liking, first and foremost, you know, and then everybody else, they're going to follow suit. So, um, again, guys, if you haven't listened to uh, Nasa's EP that's currently out right now, GV, GVO, please go Listen. Please, like, I guarantee that your ears will be blessed. You will love that EP. You, it is stamped by me myself, so therefore, you should go listen to it. Um, now, with the way that you guys are, like, as far as RB artists, there are we can at least for me, you could tell that there was like a change in RB from the time that we we're kids to the time that we were teens to now. Obviously, with me being the oldest in here, it's like, okay, I got to experience all of the 90s R&B, all of the 2000s R&B, and now in the 2010s and, and up into 2020. So, what was it, love.
1: I feel like the major
0: switch was
1: back in the day, it was really about being in love, you know what I'm saying? Uh, pushing that, that rhetoric of, you know, being in love and, and loving on who it was that you were were with at the time and now so um not to mix genres but you feel me you had the uh, city girls movement you had the uh megan the stallion movement it really mm-hmm. made that switch to like okay i'm gonna love myself and then I'm gonna bring my my significant other in on the side because at the end of the day, my love for myself is gonna be trump card.
0: And then you feel me? I'm gonna tie in what's going on on the on the secondary. Uh, you could also say that for me, the switch came like I guess sort of mid 2000s where songs were more, I guess, subtle as far as talking about love making um or just being in love with your significant other or cheating songs and then start to get a little more explicit you know the, i guess it really just depends on you know where the market trends and currently of course the radio market well that's that's part of the other discussion because we all know that the radio market doesn't play a lot of R&B as is anyway right now but that's an, i guess that's another part of the discussion for a little later on down the because, road because
1: uh, i'm going to just delve into it on a little bit a lot of that Rhetoric is for the fact that they don't want to put their listeners into their feelings. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Mm. You're listening to music that is going to keep you coming back or keeping uh,
0: a standpoint on what the, what it is that you're listening to. I see. Definitely inter- interesting perspective. Are uh, you got any comments about that? Well,
3: I have a song out called "Where You Are" on all streaming platforms. I dropped it maybe like early June. Okay. Um, And that song's, like, a little bit more, more risque, I guess (laughs) you could say, in my catalog. It's just, um, a lot more sensual than, like, a lot of my other pieces. And I think that, um, you know, even with, like, the creative verbiage of, like, the sexual innuendos, Lord Jesus, the the (laughs) innuendos. No, no, no. The sexual innuendos in the song, um, I think that we've gotten a little bit more, not a little bit more, a lot of bit more. It's just more exposure in general to a lot of the different um, topics that were back at hand 20 mm, years mm. ago. It's just people are just going mm. right out and saying it now instead yeah. of being all it's like sugarcoating it and it, stuff yeah. like that. They're not being creative no more with what they're saying. They're just like nothing. But sorry, excuse my language. <laughs>
1: but I mean, yes, that's that's what it is. But know? at the same time, you feel me from a male perspective to a female perspective. You will would you rather a male beat around a bush or he be upfront with what it is that he's uh intending with his lyric?
3: I mean, I would like for there to be a straightforwardness about it, but I like the creative language that was used back then. People don't know how to have Conversation now. They don't know how to stimulate somebody's mind intellectually anymore. It's just more so because everything is so blatant that we've kind of gotten forgotten the padding behind being blunt. Like, if you're going to be blunt with somebody, I mean, at least get creative with your words, had them think <laughs> about something they got to Google later. Like, what you even mean by that word? Like, you know, <laughs> I, I'm still thinking about what you said four hours later.
1: Like, but this- that's the point of the matter. You feel me? Like, I'm going to say something. Something that is gonna stimulate you intellectually, not as opposed to yeah, girl, I'm trying to holler at you type, like mm-hmm. and don't get me wrong, because it's been situations where it's been music made that way and it served the purpose, yeah. But depending upon what type of artist that you are, you feel me, if you're trying to you know go to that next level, you feel mm-hmm. I me. Mean? <laughs> It's different strokes
3: for different folks, but I think that the majority has just (laughs) become less intrigued with vocabulary and more about repetition (laughs) and hypeness, you know, in the instrumentation.
0: Well... Uh, I kind of feel what you're saying about being creative with, uh, like your words and with your language, because you want people to be more upfront. But you know, I guess nowadays it's, it's a little, little more blunt.
2: Just be flavorful with yes. it, like yes. be flavorful. Don't just be off the rip, like, oh yeah, you know, I want to get in your pants, like you know, like let me slide through, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Okay, be like, you got
3: this accentuate figure, darling, that well, like, doesn't understand, but I don't know still. all like...
1: familiar with the artist, you know? I love Shemido.
3: Shemido yes. is slick as fuck. What's the uh words, okay?
1: This song? It's something
3: went, and it's something and it's I Not that
1: one. No. He was talking about the backwoods
2: and. I, I, I think I, I know
0: what you're talking about. Hmm.
2: There's. Oh,
0: See now you're about to make me I mean, look good. For me now.
2: Okay, look. I think it's. I think it's very crucial, like as a, you know, as an artist to try to. Make a story out of it. I mean, don't just be blunt with I mean, yeah, be blunt with your words,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but make Wild it,
1: Irish Roses. There we go. Yeah. I, look, I mean to cut you off. No, but, but I, Wild,
2: yeah, Wild Irish Roses. I love that song. Like, really like it's just, it's, it's not, it's it's blunt, but it's creative to the point where you understand it. Like mm-hmm. people. I think the the beauty of what R&B was was that it had metaphors, it had similes, it had it wasn't so technical, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But it still got the same point across and you still understood what that person was saying. Right. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Um it's funny that y'all say that because I was thinking of how like songs back in the day, like when you're younger, you don't really know what they mean until you actually look up the lyrics and you're like, whoa, wait a minute, why was I singing this?
2: For example, like uh men conditions pretty brown eyes. You're
0: breaking my heart. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm.
2: I see. you. Mm-hmm. I got pretty brown eyes. What you talking about, boy? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I think that I think that was a creative way to say like I I see you. Right. I see you and you're an attractive female. And I'm noticing something specific about you like and it's
3: not just my my breasts it's or not like, it's you know, not
2: pretty brown or... eyes i'm noticing anything
0: right right um i'm gonna go back further a little bit to like the 80s um the song by um tune juicy fruit see the first time you're like when you're a kid Yes, ah! <laughs> which has been sampled like for by multiple songs, yes. like by by Notorious B.I.G. And, and many others. But like when you hear the like as a kid, when you listen to it, you're thinking like are they talking about the gum or, or what are they talking about? And then my dad nah, actually you're told me, you know what they see about. my dad when I was 10, my dad told me exactly what that song meant. And I was like. What?
3: <laughs> like, can we talk about how all these old school artists was talking about sex? sex what i yeah. mean but they from were Rick so- James to the Isley Brothers? Yes, yes, yes. creativity you behind know, those. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Like Everybody had songs about sex. They just were creative, creative. With it, you know. And I think that's... And it's not saying that the artists now are lacking creativity, but I feel like their execution isn't as Artistic as it could be So do you feel like
1: that's what the disconnect Is between Our generation of music and Lighter generation You Mm. feel like No
3: because I would not say that Because a lot of our generation Does a lot of samples we do a lot of Sampling within our music and stuff like that So I feel like people are paying Homage but they're not Creating more like original Sounds in pieces Mm -hmm. That I would say Without like, I guess trying to divert to a different message. Like you can have the same message and still have a different approach. Yeah. you know, we've lost the approaches, if that makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So follow up question: Do you feel like there is a rebirth of old music to now?
2: Of course, absolutely, definitely. I feel like just for I'm, I'm gonna do an example. Like
1: follow up question. <laughs> What do you think is going to be that rebirth or that spark for follow-up generations to tie in old school our school to be the new school?
2: I'm going to give you an example. Okay, I always I come back to when I'm, I come back to versus Tony like mm-hmm. because I took it I, I I sampled it from a song that was in 1996, like mm-hmm. 1995, 1994 revamped it made it my own so that the younger generation who's coming up mm-hmm. could could grasp mm-hmm. could grasp it so it's just like it's that it's that sense of like paying ho- it's that sense of paying homage it's that sense of paying homage and just making it your own
3: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. it is it's paying homage but making it your own like but i also renewing think- it
3: I'm, my bad. I didn't no, cut you no, off, no. but I think it's a difference between like sampling and also like using the influences of yeah. the people before you. Like I think that you can bring in the past artists before you by you know having influences of theirs within your music that can be like, oh, well, that sounds like somebody such and such yeah, and stuff like, yeah. like that.
1: So I got a question for you. Um, I don't know if y'all have heard. But Sweetie got the okay to make a remix to, what's the song? Pete Pablo. Yeah, Tabin'.
2: Yeah, a Week.
1: How do y'all feel about that? Because that, that's in the realm of what we're talking about.
2: I, I thought was it was she, cool. I mean, yeah. I, I, I thought I was rocking with the song, like. As long I mean, as it's
3: a good song like i don't mind so it. you I'm feel not gonna sit right, here and so say, like
2: if you're going to do a sample if you're especially going to do an old school song like an, an old song that's
1: like from, in history like in history. it's a banger type mm-hmm. you
3: got banger that shit. you better
2: like, freak it yeah okay like don't just sit here and just do like just sample a song and it just and that song was a bop and then you make it less than a bop like mm-hmm. it has to be it has to Trump a bop like, <laughs> and it, like even
3: though there might be a point in time where there's just nothing you can absolutely do that'll like top that song at least make it like neck and neck to where you like well I enjoy them both equally
1: you know or mm-hmm. like at the end of the day this gonna be a banger but I'm right behind that motherfucker. Right, 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 right. Yes, Exactly.
0: exactly. And, and I think that's actually, that brings me to like a Rhythm and Flow episode that I saw that was, that when they were doing sample songs, they were mm-hmm. talking about the same thing. Like, if you're going to sample a song, let us not remember the song that you sampled. Exactly, exactly.
3: <laughs> I know new. the episode yeah.
0: you're talking about, yeah. too. So that's that's definitely a, an interesting perspective on where the creative juices of music are going right now. What's going on, love? Um, no, nah, I just was gonna say like
1: um, at the end of the day, like sampling is a means of creativity. Look at Tory Lanez; yeah. he has built his platform off of sampling. Yeah. And I don't know if y'all familiar, but I think it's either Chicks Tape Three or Ch- Chicks Tape Four. Mm-hmm. That shit a banger. The, the all that jump, yeah, yo. <laughs> I Bang with it heavy, but at the same time, I respect the fact that he paid homage to those songs for the fact that the younger generation is not going to know what all that is. Like, Mm -hmm. granted, they're recreating the series (laughs) for... Them to know what it is, but they're not gonna know the same thing as Amanda, please. You know
0: what It's a different all that that's going yeah. on right now. Yeah. They got different skits and whatnot. They're not gonna know what we grew up on, as far as you know, Ask Ashley or uh, well, I guess Good Burger, sort of, because they do see snippets of that. But <laughs> Welcome like,
3: a Good Burger home of the Good like, Burger? How can I help you? It's just like even like Blues Clues. They got phones and
0: emails
3: now. What (laughs) we (laughs) was getting letters when we was in. We were kids.
0: (laughs) Nah, I saw one photo and it said like Miss Salt uh, Salt and Pepper keep having kids. I'm like, really? Yeah, garlic powder. Breaking
3: the
0: (laughs) Mr.
1: Rogers isn't Mr. Rogers no more. It's Daniel the Lion. What? Hmm. You feel me? Like, huh? Mr. Rogers did Daniel the Lion. Oh, no. Now it's Daniel the Lion as a series. Like, mm. wow. Like, that's the evolution of say, what we grew up on. Because oh, wow. not everybody's going to understand what
0: Mr. Rogers was. Right. Tyler, I was going to mm-hmm. say, considering that, you know, Mr. Rogers says, well, God rest his soul, you know, he's been gone for a while as well as his TV shows been gone for even longer. But he's so, still making money. money. <laughs> <laughs> his estate is getting, <laughs> it's, it's getting paid right now. You know what I'm saying? So um, so just to talk a little bit more about just some of the uh, R&B uh, that we grew up on, like as far as the 90s, you know, <clears throat> Nasa talked about, you know, SWV. You also got in Vogue, you got Destiny's Child. Um, some little, some more little known ones like Jade, uh, Eternal, Groove mm-hmm. Theory. Yeah. Um, John A. had a couple of hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, we played a little Total. Um, at the beginning of this, mm-hmm. uh, 702, uh, of course, you got Escape, that's you, you got to throw that in, Brownstone, uh, Changing Faces, TLC. Like, these are just some of the artists that, of course, we uh, we all know and love and grew up on, um, as well as might have been an influence on us just in, in our lives in general. Um, one thing that I'm definitely going to talk about in the next segment, which uh, we're about to wrap up, um, is going to be you know, like male R&B because right now like especially if you go on the radio you're going to hear like an oversaturation of Chris Brown but a lot of the R&B that we used to have like in the past is or a lot of neo soul is is not there at least not on the hip hop stations anymore. What's what do you
1: think changed
0: R&B from back in the day to today? Rap if I'm being brutally honest, it, it rap has something to do with it because in my honest opinion, I think it's because radio stations didn't want to play R&B jams unless there was a rap verse included in it, starting off. And then you have more actual rap artists who are singing.
2: I feel more so like it's because nobody wants to get in their feelings.
0: That that too. <laughs> like, so second like... question, do you
1: feel that the art of you know freaking a sample affected what it meant to be an R&B artist?
3: Hmm. I mean when you have artists like Summer Walker who are sampling music
1: that's what I'm back saying, decks, you like, feel me? Like
3: Yeah. That's not you identity. take
1: what was original and then you you freak it like but Just I also
3: th- think that's a lot on the production aspect of things, too. Not necessarily the artist. The artist might have that viewpoint, but the producer is the one who's setting that all together for an artist. So mm-hmm. you got to get into production on that aspect too, about like the production and the producers that are coming about. You got to talk about the Zaytoven. You got to talk about, you know, uh, London on a track. track. You got to talk about all these different. But producers. do you not
1: feel that produce uh, music to move forward? wait what do you mean you said like like so like granted like you take it into the aspect that okay yeah they taking samples but is that not a art form of pushing the it's
2: definitely progressive it's yeah. progressive but if it's not i don't know you gotta
3: have a balance of progressive like sampling and stuff like that and also original you know pieces and stuff like that being you authentic.
2: Know? Like, you can't... It, it can't just be a whole bunch of... You can't be a
3: living, place. like, a I reincarnation think- of, like, another artist or something. You can't just sample all their work and think that you're going to make a living off of that. Right? Yeah,
1: no, like, no, I'm definitely a big fan of not... Be, uh, Sorry, mooching off of what has come before. Right, right. But you understand what I'm saying? Like... At the end of the day, like if you feel like you can freak that beat or you can freak that track to make it something of your own so that the new generation can kind of grasp and hold on to what, is, what it is that was made from the past, that also makes a point for them to go back and listen to what was created in the past. Type. A little bit. Kanye West
3: does a lot of that,
0: yeah. Mm. Um, so with that... Um, we're gonna be right back and we're gonna uh, wrap up pretty much this conversation um in regards to that uh this where the state of RB is now so don't move we will be right back <laughs> And I'm back at it again. <laughs> oh my All right, y'all. <laughs> and we're back. So, per our last discussion, of course, we're we're still continuing to talk about the state of R&B and where it is now. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we were just discussing like a, a couple of things that we've noticed, like how R&B has changed over, of course, from the uh, creativity of the lyrics, uh, more specifically, but then also. In my view, right now, you see that there is less and less groups and more solo stars. If you can find them, of course, there's still some groups out there, but they're not going to get like the mainstream play that they enjoyed back in the 90s and the, you know, early 2000s. So, for example, you know, I read an article basically about how we went from like, especially within the black community we had definitely had a lot of groups that you know we're we're talking from doo-wop groups to like contemporary B to motown to um you know to disco to the rmb of the 90s and whatnot and now you don't have any like any more rmb groups that are at the forefront for example i mean in the 90s alone you have 112 troop jagged edge boys to men high five new edition Jodeci, which branched off into KC and JoJo, uh, Drew Hill, uh, Shy, Soul For Real, Rough Ends, Silk, Tony, 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 Bell, Biv DeVoe, Mint Condition. It, it's a lot to just kind of go through. But now, like in, in terms of, I guess, R&B, where it is now, mostly what I'm going to hear on the radio is if it's not a rap artist singing, it's more than likely going to be Chris Brown. And I can't think of any other like actual R&B male artist that's on the radio as prominent, except for maybe Daniel Caesar every now and again. But you you can definitely tell that there's been uh, a shift and a change. And it just seems that the the industry prefers, you know, rap or in this case, trap music or sing rap, as opposed to actually, you know, vocalists. I'm going to keep it real. So. All right, I guess, what's your uh, opinion, if you have one?
3: Man, I was just nodding my head to you. You are <laughs> speaking 100% on how I feel, honestly. I
0: yeah. think
3: that they're not letting singers sing anymore. Yeah. Let me sing. That's <laughs> all I want to do, sing. And people like it, you know? Right. And I think that people don't know how to look for, like, vocalists anymore. Mm-hmm. We Honestly, don't have singing discussions about the
2: new singers anymore, you know. But I think musicianship I, I, has has gone out the window because everybody has just been on the on the sense of oh we have to have, yeah. have this that they miss the quality and that they miss the the, the tonality of a person in the in the artistry. Of to artist.
1: piggyback off of that, I feel like it goes back to what I said in the past. Mm. A lot of it is we live in a microwave generation mm-hmm. where. Artists are putting out so much content after content after content after content that like, you could put out something today and it'd be overlooked or overlapped because you have an artist who put out three or four different projects. You know what I'm saying? Just so that they can get a buzz within where we at. And a lot of it is due to the fact that it's old music that's been put out. You also, know what I'm saying? I keep
2: in mind, it's just that a lot of the, the artists that are out today, most of them have hustle mentality. Yeah. They're not necessarily musicians per se. They're just more or so hustlers, so they know how to get they know how to get get things done. And so with that, it kind of it kind of diminishes the whole purpose of it definitely diminishes the whole purpose of um of being an artist because being an artist it requires a lot of critical thinking mm-hmm. i mean but i also would have to say that as
3: an artist you know you are your business you are you're like you're an entrepreneur because you have a brand you have something that you have to stand by and stuff like that and i think that it's important for artists to have that balance of business and artistry. But I think that now we just have a lot of people who are trying to make it seem as if music is easy and like, oh, I got music down. Because th- all they're doing is looking at numbers. They're not trying to be artistic and mm-hmm. trying to You're think trying to about it different? in a logical way. When music is all pathos, you know, it's all nope. emotion and
2: feeling and stuff like that. And I think we've that. That's, but that's what it goes back into just like, Music is definitely a three, it's three, it requires 360 thinking. Mm -hmm. And so when you're only one-sided, you're only going to get one-sided and it's only going to go so far. Like that's what, that's the biggest thing being like a a music major, learning that it's, it's not just a bunch of notes. It's not just a bunch of, you know, shit on, on paper. Mm -hmm. Like it requires critical thinking. It's mathematics, it's business, it's, you know, history, it's history, it's technology, it's it's, it's, it's literature, mm-hmm, you know, so science, it's yes, science. so all of that goes, all of that is, uh, is important when being creating music. Like I understand that, you know, I understand that music is as a is a business at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But how can you create a balance and still, still be, still have that business side, but still have that creative side at the end and, and progress it, and progress. And that's what we're missing. Like We're missing the creative side. We have the hustle. Like, musicians have the hustle. You know, there's a lot of artists that have the hustle. But do you have the creativity or is it just... Mm -hmm. And even still,
3: I feel like I didn't give a full answer to a statement that we had earlier in a different segment of the um, show. Mm -hmm. But I believe that also something that is happening into music... Like now, is that they're making it more digital. You know, yeah. you're getting a lot more electronic sounds, you're getting a lot more instrumentation strictly from a keyboard. And you're losing the authenticity of musicians, like not singers, but musicians. You're missing the bass player. You're missing the drummer. There's artists out here who haven't even performed with a live band before in their life. You know, all they know know is your instrumentals, you know? And I think that's a, a very critical part that is missing in music now is that, Where are the people that you create music with? It shouldn't just be you creating music by yourself in your room all the time. You know, Mm -hmm. you should be collabing with some friends. Go get your bass player friend. Go get your keyboard friend. Go get your drummer friend, and y'all all all jam out. And that's
2: when you come out with great quality music. And that's what makes it more. That's what makes it so authentic. Yeah, because it's not just not just yourself as a musician. Yeah. We have other people who are musicians and who are on the same type of wave as you. Like for example, I I've, I've done performances where I've done performances where I did a track where I sang over my track, but me singing over just an instrumental, it didn't feel the same.
4: Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm.
2: it didn't feel the same because how I want to perform is I want a live band. I want background singers. I want to be able to create how I want to create, and not just be balancing, and not just be focused on, or, you know, basing my performance off of the instrumental. Like, as a performer, you should be able to create that scenery, create that that tone on stage. And yeah, I feel like you can't really do that when you're. I feel like you can't really do that when you're doing it with instrumental. Sure, you know, people do it all the time, but it's just, it's the opposite. It's being authentic mm-hmm. on stage and being authentic with the music.
3: And that also means that, like, when you're being authentic, you also have to take into consideration the vibe of the band. You can tell. When somebody just rehearsed with somebody uh, a few hours before the show, (laughs) and when they really been meshing and jamming together, like you can tell the energy. And I think that a lot of people aren't comfortable performing with bands anymore because we don't have that anymore. Mm -hmm. So we need to bring that back. I'm going to bring it back.
0: If you're in Atlanta (laughs) and you want to be in my
3: band, hit me up.
0: Yeah, definitely. I appreciate the Seamus plug here because. Uh, I think that, as we said before, that uh, a lot of the music has gotten digital, and a lot of people do not know how to perform with a live band anymore, or don't know how to vibe with that. And you can tell. um, uh, One of the things that uh, I was just thinking about with... A lot of things missing is that we also we talked about it earlier is just, again, the we're missing the actual development of the (laughs) artist itself. We're missing the A&R, you know, because I guess I guess the industry now, um, they're more so along the lines of uh, part of the bikes. Yeah unfortunately that that happens every now and again but yeah we're, we're missing that segment because people don't want to like focus on developing the artists anymore they just want to put out yeah content out there
2: it's just it's quantity mm-hmm. but quantity only goes so far right and like honestly i i will i will stand by this just just simply just being as an artist it doesn't matter who goes. It. it doesn't matter who put it out first. It matters if it's done right. Right. People are gonna attract to the things that are done right. than the ones that that are just been put out, like because yeah, you put out something, but people are not gonna remember it.
1: But that's what I I say to the whole aspect of the microwave generation. You feel me?
2: And people have a short, short. Yes. Attention span. Very
0: short. Yes. 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 which plays Y'all into that you really feel me used to
3: listen to full albums like we yes. had no choice because you have to put the cd in the cd player like mm-hmm. we grew up in a little bit of that time i would remember holding my cd player okay. trying to ride my bike at the same time <laughs> i didn't have or even like when we had to make our own cds and burn them yes. you know like we had to go through listening to an artist's their full work we had to go through that as a listener whether we wanted to or not it was in our face when you wanted to hear an artist and what they were working on you listened to the whole cd Mm -hmm. and you were like oh well i thoroughly enjoyed this song and that song on the transition now people just drop their single and then they'd be like one hit wonders and it's, like, more common mm-hmm. than it used to be. So we have, like, so many one-hit wonders now. But that's
1: mm-hmm. the one-hit... Not a one-hit wonder. The the microwave generation, you feel me? So much content pushed that either if you're on top of it, you can listen to every album that's dropped. Yeah. But if you in that aspect where you can't, okay, so two albums got dropped today. I listened to maybe half of the first album, then two weeks later, another content got dropped. I ain't even finished the first two, so okay, but right. I'm still trying to catch up to the third album that got right. dropped. And then like two months later, another album got dropped, or an EP, and, and I'm it, just it like... It doesn't
2: become enjoyable because it's just like, well, damn. I, I gotta get, listen to all this I gotta shit. listen to all this, and I didn't even get a mm-hmm. chance
1: to listen to the first one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you gotta try to base your your judgment of listening off of what you originally heard or what it is that you you heard off of the new content that was dropped.
3: I have a question for you, La. How did we go from a microwave generation to a stovetop generation? You know, like how we transition back to something. Okay, so I'm gonna break
1: that down and answer your question. (laughs) (laughs) So when you say all right, so when you say the, the microwave generation, as in, you feel know I me, mean? it's just hella content that's pushed out within a short aspect of time to the stovetop generation where we had to sit and simmer on an album for like three or four months before the next project. Not even three, four months, maybe even a year to two years. I say that that contrast came because of the fact that at the end of the day, you look at the times that we're dealing with. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Um, a lot of the generation of music changed due to our social media platforms. True.
3: Yeah, hella mm-hmm. exposure to hella things now. Yeah. Like
1: back in the day, it was just Facebook, Twitter, mm-hmm. Instagram. Shout out to MySpace, you feel me? Oh, yeah. I. I. <laughs> <MySpace>.
4: <laughs> ah.
1: And then now you turn around, you got TikTok, you got Snapchat, you got Instagram still, yeah. um, Twitter. You have so many R.I.P. Vine, you feel me? Uh, uh, Vine was a lot of uh the aspect of people getting their music out there because like you could go crazy on Vine. And then not be popping on Instagram.
4: Right. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm
1: saying? So, like, you feel me? You use these different platforms to push what it is that you're trying to put out in terms of content. And that really made or break where it is that you are as an artist. You feel me? Like, I don't know if y'all know. It's kind of a rap song, but guns and bells. But, Mm -hmm. um, what's up, man? Yeah. I don't know him. You feel me? Like the first time I heard it was on Vaughn. Yeah. And then like like gave it like six, seven months, turned around and he blew up on another platform. Mm -hmm. And then everybody was like, Yo, who's this song by? And then next thing I knew, you feel me, he was on Apple Music, he was on YouTube, like he was already on YouTube because that was his main platform of pushing the song. But you know what I'm saying, like him just even pushing it on on Vine took him to the next level.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: You feel I me? Mean? So like that I feel like is the difference between you feel me the stovetop gen- generation and the microwave generation.
0: That's real. That's real. Um I appreciate the answer, man. Also, I I just want to throw in there as far as like R&B for the for the male artists, and when I said earlier that rap. Uh, you know, contributed to that downfall uh, because when you listen to artists like Tory Lanes, like mm-hmm. when I first heard him, I literally thought he was an R&B singer. But then they were like, "No, he's a rapper," and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> and I go back and listen to his old stuff. I'm like, "Okay, so he's a rapper that does R&B." Yeah, so so pretty much, yeah, he, he's he's <laughs> he, he's that he he has blurred those lines, and I guess the lines between R&B and hip hop have become so blurred now. Yeah. It's like a male R&B artist. As far as mainstream is concerned, can't find their way into that. But then you've got so many artists out there, like you mentioned earlier, uh, Xavier Omar, um, Masego. Like you have uh, artists that are still out there that put out content.
1: So, like, would y'all say that nowadays the hip hop, hip hop, rap genre is now R and B as R and B artists?
3: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Follow up question. So, who do you say is the distinction between hip hop and rap? <laughs> and you can go underground artists. You can go mainstream artists.
3: Mm. I'll start at mainstream. The distinction would be you got.
2: Hmm.
3: I'm good. I was like, I'm thinking of a good one. I would even say Tiana Taylor. She is mm-hmm. a good definition of R and B. She definitely brings back that emotion, that like love. That her song. last album, love it. the, the oh, album, it. yeah, okay, yeah. The Great album, album. yes. Okay, that Great was the album. album, yes. And then I guess like Tiana Taylor and like Lil Easy. Like <laughs> I mean, okay, two I'll... totally different fields,
2: you two, know. Two different, two totally different fields. Like I. I'm going to be on the side of more so like, for example, like J. Cole. Uh Uh-huh. He definitely raps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He definitely raps. Versus, um, no, let's, okay. Would you consider J. Cole more like modern hip-hop though? I feel like he's modern Mm -hmm. Mm hip-hop. Less, for example, Nas. Nas. That's
0: hip-hop.
2: That's rap. Yes. Nas is rap. J. Cole is modern hip-hop. Mm-hmm. So it's just like but is
1: that not one and the same? It's
2: not one and the same. I feel like it's like it's elements, they're like
3: sub-elements within elements of genres I feel and like all of romantic. that stuff. Definitely yeah, romantic. like they're mm-hmm. all cousins. Like you okay. because you got, you got so, RB and got
1: follow follow-up question. <laughs> what is gonna distinct in today as in 2020 as hip-hop and what distinct as R&B?
3: I mean, it comes with the topics, comes with the instrumentation. Say, yeah, topics. Comes
2: with you know. um, Hip-hop is not more, hip-hop is a lot more you know, it's I want to say R&B shoot is them not... up,
3: bang, bang, you know? They're not talking about shooting them up just in R&B, you know? They're not trying to shoot you up. I they're mean, not trying to, like, you know, fuck
2: the club up in R&B, you know? You know, everybody's in their feelings and it's about love and it's, you know, hip-hop is more of just like that. It's the fast life. It's the... hmm We're not
3: talking about Christian Dior, Dior. You know, we're not doing that. (laughs) Just (laughs) pop small.
0: I didn't mean to laugh at that man because his death uh, is tragic, but the way she said that.
2: (laughs) But like, I get you. I get you. We ain't talking about
0: Christian Dior no more. Baby, welcome to the party. (laughs) Welcome
4: to the party.
0: (laughs) But. Yeah, uh, I, as you've said, it all comes down to, I guess, content and mm-hmm. topics because R&B is not going to touch those same subjects. It's still mm-hmm. going to be more about, I guess, in a sense, more about love or at least different feelings that relate to love Um, in this generation as it's opposed just hard, to... So just like on the
3: emotion side. Yeah, because like, yeah, not even like lovey-dovey, like I want to like marry you, have my babies, but yeah. like just, I mean, heartbreak. Yeah, you know, heart, it mm-hmm. has so okay. many elements
1: so, Follow, follow, follow up question. You feel <laughs> me? You got a lot of follow up we'll questions. questions bro. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, I, I got to make it real. Yeah. So, back in the day, it was about love making, you feel me? Family type oh. shit. Nowadays, what distincts the past to now?
3: Oh. I mean, family models. Like, the, you go into family structure at that point. Because, I mean, people are. Some, I mean, art is literally a reflection of expression and experiences. So mm-hmm. it's like a lot of people are rapping about what they're surrounded by, their environments. I mean, there's not a lot of households with a, a mom and a dad in them nowadays, to be quite frank. I mean, I don't, I'm not pulling out no statistics or nothing, but that's just not what you see as frequently anymore. So I think that that's why you don't get a lot of that content like you used to. Because it's like not really the dynamic of like you know family at this point in time. The family
0: bro, bro. aspect. Got yeah. you. Got you. Um, do you also think that perhaps the uh, the um the industry, like I guess, it relates to like certain R and B artists and certain R groups that they just don't want to deal with the headache of dealing with their personalities and dealing with uh you know money fights or just and, and things in general like that. Things that will commonly break up, like maybe break up an R&B group or things like that. Do you think that the industry now is just like, no, we don't want to deal with that? Like, I feel
2: like the... I don't want to say the industry doesn't want to deal with that, but they're just not on the... They're not on that type... I would say that they're not on that wave of... hmm of having to deal with like a, a R and B band, like you don't see a lot of R and B. You don't see R and B bands, most of them are a lot of Danny De no more. You don't no. need that Danny De <laughs> Okay.
0: Okay. let Okay So say Danny De Day okay. Twenty Six.
2: Gucci this, Gucci that. Uh, like uh, okay, like
0: mindless
3: behaviors <laughs> oh, mindless no more. Behavior? And that's another and thing because I want to talk about get into it. Mm. Y'all, we used to have groups of artists who had music for our age. Yeah, they don't really have that anymore. No, like Little Nas X is the closest to that, but now instead (laughs) they listening to the music we listening to. Like, where is the music for the younger generation? For uh, kids, I know because. We God, weren't listening God, to Kids' Bop, but God, we was listening God, God, to Little Mama, and we was listening to Chris Brown. We was listening to Jacob Lattimore, Miles yeah. Behavior, OMG Girls, Jawan Harris, all of those artists. Where are they at? You know? Is it
2: not cool for kids to be famous anymore, I guess? I don't think. I think it's more so than just, like, the pressure. Blur line. Blurred mm-hmm. lines. It's blurred lines. Everything. Just exposure. The, the, the pressure. Like, at that age, it's like, all right. I'm young, and the industry is such a cut, cutthroat cut industry. I told y'all, Look. the industry is cutthroat as hell. And like so it's I feel like, like, like being young and being in the industry is kind of like that's a lot to take in. Because I feel like you know those those artists you know that we listen to like Jacob McLattimore, um, G Girls on the Side, that was more so just for them to be to do something fun, you mm-hmm. know.
1: It, But I feel like our generation, we really dove off of Chris Brown. You feel Mm -hmm. me? Run it. You feel Mm -hmm. me? A lot of the tracks that he had, they weren't out the way that we couldn't listen to him around our elders. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was more so the fact that, like, he's our age. He's our age. You feel me? Like, I don't, I feel like a lot of times now, kids don't have people the same age as them that they can relate back to. You don't have, like, in, it's in accordance to what you're saying, like, a lot of kids nowadays don't have the same artists that are putting out music that relates to them. Us, we had Chris Brown. Um, Trey songs to a degree. <laughs> <laughs> that was really on the verge of, like, okay,
2: like, I don't know. When did Trey Songz... When- <laughs> it was like Trey songs like really hitting for us. Like I feel like Trey songs was really hitting for us when we was in like, high school. Yeah, well, especially okay. for me. Like
0: cause he he debuted when I was on my way to high school. So yeah, like, you feel me? So like, but even school, still, like
1: you know? he was. I'm not gonna say he was putting out content for us. He was putting out content so that he could become mainstream, so that he could put his name out there. But it just so happened that our demographic was able to relate to what he was putting out.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think, and all in all, as you guys hit on some interesting points here, but like looking at it now, I definitely don't see any uh, artists or at least any uh, R&B artists right now that are, you know, that can relate to at least the younger generation, at least not right now. Cause everybody is pretty much, if they're not in our demographic, they're like, you know, in the college demographic or the, they're trying to relate to the college demographic. So, um, with that being said, uh, this has definitely been a, that thing, mm-hmm. like the
2: college demographic, they're getting younger
0: that yeah, you're right. They're
2: entering college at a younger age. Yeah. Like when I left, when I left Hampton, like freshmen, like some of the freshmen that I knew mm-hmm. were still like 17, 17
0: 18,
2: 18, yeah. 18. So I'm just
0: DLT. like, I, I, yeah. I,
2: so I, it's like, we haven't even, we still have, they, the, 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 the generation still hasn't even reached that era in which we did, mm-hmm. because we got exposed to a different demographic. We yeah. got exposed to a different demographic different where the artist was sp- speaking more so on adult things, like mm-hmm. a lot more adult content was coming yeah. out, even though they were our age. You know what I'm saying? Very so it's true. like. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's more just comes back to like, finding that balance in.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, this has been a very riveting conversation, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I definitely appreciate it here. Uh, before we step out, uh, I did just want to ask if there are any artists that are out right now that you guys want to plug in right now, so that the audience might be able to, you know, go out and listen to them.
1: I have
3: so many people. Uh, listen to Ravina, Listen to, of course, Masego. Mm-hmm. Listen to um, Shy Hunter. Listen to um, Alexis Eiley, Isley. I think that's her name. Uh, what is it? Into Orbit. I love that song. Um, Moonchild, y'all. I love them. They sound good. Oh, my Moonchild God. Moonchild is,
2: is bomb. Bomb. Also listen to,
1: um, I'm going to plug Shmino in real quick. Oh, plug definitely. Chmina, like, definitely yes. Chmina.
3: Uh, Cleo Soul. Cleo Soul!
2: Yes! Put I put, college, yes. Like, oh
3: my gosh, she's fired. Okay, fire. Fire. Cleo Soul, amazing. Like, if you need a background singer, I got you, sister.
2: Young oh, Love, huh. that is my song.
3: Yes. yes. Chloe and Hallie, like, come yes. on now. Yes. They are yes. doing a thing, okay? You're talking and about the I twins, like, right? Yeah, but I feel not like in the they're twins, definitely yeah. bringing
2: R&B back. Oh, they're definitely um, bringing that.
3: Yeah.
2: Especially for, it's because it's they're they are our age yes and the fact that they're so advanced
0: mm-hmm. for their age. very
2: so um I just want, i'm thinking of
3: more artists to get y'all hip to jacob collier okay. leanne Havas, um okay. uh, jacob collier yeah that man he make your toes tingle Jacob Collier
2: um, is actually that is that one artist that really will have you like jump through a phone. Y'all and, like, somebody to... like yes oh. because he's that t- is is that ridiculous for real, for like, real. core changes and
3: everything. Y'all getting <laughs> a Scoozy too?
2: That's another yep. Scoozy. Yep, yep. Please,
0: him. um, Scoozy is a is a colleague of ours. So Sonoma. if you haven't listened yeah. to him, please go listen to him. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: Ari Lennox.
0: Yes. Ari Lennox. I know. <laughs>
2: Ari Lachelle. Yes. yes.
0: Yes. Yes, please, please.
2: Zay Blaze.
0: Zay Blaze, of course.
3: Heather fanatic. Okay.
0: Beast smooth Production. Yeah. Okay. Let's yes. put let
3: me play Heather on the map real quick. Heather is bomb. Heather is boss. <laughs> RJ
0: Stackhouse.
3: RJ Stackhouse <laughs> yes. for sure.
0: Um James. 143
3: Imogen.
2: Yes.
0: Zay yes. Blaze. Yes.
2: James is he just dropped a he just dropped. Just dropped an album and I'm yeah. actually about
0: to uh go listen to that now. Um well, with that being said, guys, we're gonna wrap this up. Um, once again, thank you, ladies, for being on this episode today. Thank you for thank having me. Yeah, I'm much definitely loved, yes. Much love. yes. If, if nothing nice else, me. I might bring Nasa back on because I know that Ari, you' about to be I'm moving. moving. Baby. Yeah, I'm moving. So, and I, and I hate to see you go, but I know you gotta uh, get that money, and I know you gotta you know make sure a name for a yourself. Hitler. Yes. So, all right, guys. Um, with that being said, um, thank you for joining me for episode four. Uh, Just keep your head up while you're out there, guys. Continue to fight the good fight. Remember Black Lives Matter. Please continue to march. Do not forget where we have come from and where we are going. We still got a long way to go. Know your
1: rights. Yes, please. Exercise them
0: expeditiously, but also be smart within your exercising. All right. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us. God is love. Be safe. Be blessed. Peace. One. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Chaotic Culture Podcast. If you like this episode, please like, share, and subscribe, and go back and listen to all the other previous episodes as well. Be sure to follow Chaotic Culture Pod on Instagram, as well as my personal page, Ked the Pro, that's K3D the Pro. Be sure to like the page on Facebook, as well as follow me on Twitter at ProKedTheGreat, that's P-R-O-K-3-D-The-G-R-3-A-T. If you like this beat, Shout out to RJ Stackhouse. Be sure that you also follow him on Instagram as well. And I hope that we've been able to bless your ears today. Until next time, folks, this has been Ked the Pro with K Culture Pod. Be blessed. Be safe. God is love. Peace.